Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Boo. Good morning. I have to give you the weather report. As you well know, it's sunny. But what you don't know, because it's too far away for you to know, and even if it wasn't, you wouldn't know, the ocean today was freezing. I love it. The summer swell, those of you who surf will know, is gone. The waves are breaking out further. It's less dangerous. The water is crystalline clear. Sand sharks everywhere. Leopard sharks everywhere. Seals. Crabs. No stingrays because it's too cold for those little rats with tails. The stingrays are not there. The perfect day. Nobody is there either. The beaches are empty. They're emptier than they were when COVID was going. Just absolutely perfect. I love it. There's the weather report. Let's get to the show. Today's show. Why the microbes will win unless we become fully human. Why the microbes will win unless we become fully human. We are a smart species. We're also a stupid species. Because 500 years ago, even though you knew something was in the air, passing from person to person, creating the plague and every other wretched microbial evil, all in the history books, if you started talking about little tiny invisible things, you were considered a nut job. We have to wait for technology to figure it out, and then people of lower intelligence say, wow, it's true because I can see it, and I can measure it, and I know it's there now because me and my dumb, dumb friends can see it. And that's the way we all are, except when it comes to God. When it comes to God, then we all say, well, we can see God, even though it's not there. We can feel God, even though we can't see God. And everyone's got their version of that theme. But belief in what you can't see and can feel, you can't apply to stuff like microbes or science or anything. See, science and God are two different things, thanks to the Vatican, who told the scientists, read history, Descartes, Galileo, read history, that if you don't allow us, religion, to take care of our department, God, what you can't see that's really there, and you don't stick to what you can only say is there if you can see it and measure it, there's going to be trouble, and you, Galileo, Descartes, the rest of you, you're going to head up Head, end up with your head in the guillotine. I invite you all to read the history of Giordano Bruno. Giordano Bruno in the 1500s. I won't say on air what they did to him, 
for not recanting the sin of saying that the earth, not the sun, the sun, not the earth, was the center of the solar system. And yes, for those of you who think it was Galileo, Bruno was espousing this long before Galileo, but he wasn't an astronomer and he didn't get the credit. But Giordano Bruno challenged the worldview at the time, as explained by the Vatican, and he ended up in a very bad position in a public square one day, something you don't want to tell your grandkids about. So we've had this dilemma all along, and what it's cost us, and this is my point now, so we were way out there, but now we're reeling it in. This is going to explain to you why the microbes are going to win, unless they become fully human, unless we become fully human. If you think COVID was any taste of what can happen, forget about it. Fortunately, COVID wasn't created to exterminate us, it was just created to captivate us, put us in cages. And they largely succeeded outside of people that had enough common sense to listen to great radio stations like K-Bright, etc., the Barrington Doctrine, etc. But microbes are smart. Now, how do you learn microbes are smart? Well, wait a second. Back in the early 50s, there was a guy named Watson, very smart man, and Crick, Watson and Crick, who ultimately by 60, 1960, took the Nobel Prize for characterizing the DNA molecule. They proved it was a double helical structure. Linus Pauling was on the way. A few others were almost there. But Watson and Crick, largely because they listened to everybody else and then integrated it into their own research, of course, a lot of this was done after hours in the bars of wherever they were. They liked to drink, as a well-rounded scientist should. Unlike Rosalind Frankel, who was a hermit and paid the price, but brilliant nonetheless, and should have gotten the Nobel Prize along with Morris Wilkins, Watson, and Crick. Yes, I do know my medical history. But they won the Nobel Prize for characterizing the DNA molecule as the double helical structure. Let's just jump now to forensic DNA. Let's just jump to arguments saying the COVID virus was man-made versus it was derived from some pangolin. Little monkey-like creature, not monkey, little pangolins kind of look like armadillos with fur. Notice this. Now, emerging reality for us all, the same way 40 years ago, when many of you were kids and in your 20s, you didn't need to use a computer. And now a computer is a language. A computer is not a machine you'll, you'll learn. You see, this is what a lot of people don't get. Yes, I am putting a lot into this show. A computer is not like a car. Years ago, we did horse and buggy, then came the car, then lots of people said, if you study the history of the world, America especially, we don't need these cars. These cars will never make it. That's a stupid investment, so on and so forth. Then Henry Ford got a hold of automation, and that was the end of that. Goodbye, horse and buggy. Welcome, Chrysler, Ford, and General Motors. So years ago, we had to wrap ourselves around cars, but you see, whether you drove or you didn't, you could still do pretty good. 
pay somebody to drive you in a cab or call a relative or walk. Computers, you're not getting the point. A computer is not a car. A computer is a language. That's right. Those of you who are not fluent, you have now become, I'm sorry, you're in a, in a country, in a world that doesn't speak your language anymore. You don't look at it that way, but you should. Everyone, everyone should go take a course and then another course and a third course, just the way an immigrant from Czechoslovakia would learn English. Everyone should take courses in computers. I have and did and do, and I couldn't thrive without it. Computers are a language, and you ain't in it. No one's interested in telling you you need to learn to speak that language. So you're just going to keep fighting. Now, what we did with the computer and DNA is astounding. So we've got everything pegged. We understand how to sequence a gene. And so what we've done starting 20 years ago with Craig Venter is we've sequenced the genome, the nucleotide sequences in the nucleus, in the chromosomes of everything we can get our hands on. Viruses, bacteria, fungi, fish, sheep, goats, dogs, pigs, monkeys, gorillas. Everything that's live, we've mapped their sequence and we're still doing it. And we're coming up with some amazing stuff, man. I mean, I did this in school. It's amazing. Here's a couple of amazing things. And this is why the microbes will always win unless we become fully human. Number one, in labs often, when you have to transfer little nucleotide sequences, when you have to implant genes into bacteria and then let the bacteria multiply the gene that you want multiplied. It's basic, basic, basic gene cloning. Often, or at least we did, we used E. coli. So they give you this special gene, this nucleotide sequence, that's an improvement of another kind of gene that's not as effective as the one that you create. You can create your own gene. And then once you create your own gene, meaning a nucleotide sequence that when it goes into a cell, it will tell the cell what to do. You want that if you want to, say, make human growth hormone or insulin, and you make your own gene, put it in a bacteria, let the bacteria multiply, and they engage that gene, and they produce all that growth hormone that you wanted or that insulin that you wanted. Then you extract it, from the bacteria, from the solution, from whatever, and then you multiply that and you can make synthetic insulin or growth hormone. Then you can feed it to what would otherwise be a midget. Now, before we used to have to get that growth hormone from, say, the pituitary gland of a pig, and it was very difficult to purify that. And so it was enormously expensive and blah, blah, blah. This is where the money is. Any of you PhDs out there that are unemployed, because most of you are, or making peanuts, because most of you are, go do some spin-off company 
and start getting involved in some wing of that. I guarantee you, you'll make bank. You'll do great. You're glad, you'll be glad you didn't become an MD and you're a scientist. But that's another story. My point is, when you do this kind of a stuff in a lab, you learn about microbes. And one thing we learned about E. coli is, in 24 hours, if the conditions are right, E. coli will multiply at a rate equivalent to 2,000 human years. 2,000 human years. The microbe gets in one hour. Excuse me, 24 hours. What it takes us 2,000 years to do, they do in one day. Now, tomorrow, if the world goes up in smoke, or we have the second coming of Noah's Ark, there's another giant flood, like what happened down there in Florida, but happens in the entire world, and it lasts for two months, three months, six months. It just keeps coming. Ocean levels rise 500 feet, 1,000 feet. Unlike or outside of people up on the top of a mountain, Nepal, Turkey, these types of places, everybody and everything's wiped out. What it takes to survive for a living organism, from a virus to a bacteria to a fungus to a person, is you got to go in there and play around with your genes. You have to do internal genomics. You have to trade chromosomes and genes and flip the switch a million times a second until you come out with a more adaptable byproduct. In other words, you have to evolve. And that evolution is proportional to your rate of reproduction. Your evolution via the gene swap, the mutation, is proportional to your rate of reproduction. So who do you think is going to win? A virus, a bacteria, or a person? That's not the $60,000 question. That's common sense, man. The microbe will mutate and multiply and mutate and multiply infinitely faster. And the virus will do that infinitely faster than the bacteria. So virus bacteria, forget about it. They were here in the beginning, billions of years ago, and they'll be here at the end. That's the first thing you gotta swallow. Well, you know, where the indulgent culture that we are. What's important to us is who wears what shoe on YouTube. That's important to us. We just got a little taste of what's really important, like community and family and survival during the COVID scare, which wasn't really a scare. The media made it a scare, but you get my point. We're starting to understand we ain't the only people here. And as Americans, we're starting to understand there's another seven and a half billion people on the planet. You don't go to foreign countries now and go, I'm an American. Thanks to our recent elections, you really don't do that. 
because no one cares. We have a new world. It's a brave new world. Ah, Huxley in the 20s. Brave new world. We're in one. And the microbes have an advantage. They do. Especially considering what we're doing on our end. We're food for them. We're being hunted. We're number one on the hit list because we're the weakest. Genetically engineered food, no topsoil. No, I'm sorry. We're not strengthening the immune system with vaccines. Sorry. We're destroying immunity with the vaccines. How are we destroying it? We're hyper-stimulating it and sending it crazy. We're crisscrossing the signals by banging it out with so many vaccines. No, not one vaccine. Not the one vaccine you needed to take. So, I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. This is Straight Talk on Health. Old people, feeble people, sick people, threatened by a killer vaccine, a killer microbe, COVID, the Spanish flu. You need a vaccine, maybe. Yeah, you do. Acute use, acute appropriate use of a vaccine. There's some damn strong arguments for it. And I don't care what you anti-vaxxers say. The idea that you take a virus attenuated to stimulate immunity, to protect yourself against the real thing, makes good sense. The Chinese were doing it by grinding up smallpox crusts back in 1300 in China and snorting them. See, can't argue with the Chinese. So it all makes good sense. Unless, of course, your immune system, 99.9% of the time, can do this anyway when it's on the line in the real moment. And, of course, with COVID, the mass percentages of people could easily handle that. So we got and went overboard with the vaccine, yes. But you have to understand that the immune system is not different than the glandular system, is not different than the nervous system. You have to understand that these microbes that are going to get us have to face humankind. And humankind is different than animal kind. Because humankind has a special ability within their neurological system. They have an ability to become light. To become light. There's something about the nuances of the neurological system in Homo sapien that through proper training can do special things. We are an incredibly adaptable species and what we rely upon, those of us that do, are these nuances which distinguishes us from animals within our neurological tracks. Sorry, whether you knew it or not, that's what Jesus was the master of. In fact, he was so good, we call him God. So you can cut it any way you want. But if you're going to talk about anybody, any saint, Jesus, Moses, whoever you want to talk about, 
understand this. Somebody under those names, from the Saints to everybody else, was different neurologically. Can you embrace that? Different neurologically. They weren't hiding under a rock to a fake virus, I can tell you that much. They understood truth. And they weren't afraid. And some of them got beaten for it. Isn't that what happened to Jesus? How about all the apostles? How about all the saints? How about Giordano Bruno? Truth hurts. You choose that life, you're going to take a few lumps. But what you get on the other end is something godly. You resurrect in one form or another. And what I'm saying is, is that if you study the way the immune system works, it has to rest, resurrect. It has to resurrect to adapt to a lethal threat in ways other animals aren't capable of. That's what it is to become fully human. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's okay. If it sounds good, but you don't know what I'm talking about still, but it just sounds good, that's okay. Because I put these shows on the archives, and if you have a computer, go online to straighttalk.cc and listen to show 597 again. If you don't have a computer, go get one. They cost nothing. And learn to use it. Because you owe it to yourself. I say this particularly to the listeners of my radio show. Many of whom call in. And they declare, I don't have a computer. I don't know how to work one. So on and so forth. Why? You got a couple of hundred bucks. Learn to use the computer. Have your grandkids, your children. Go pay somebody. Go pay some college student. They're easy to use. It's another language. A world will open up to you. It'll be your new best friend. Yeah, I know. It's unnecessary to say this. It's very necessary to say this. You do a radio show like this, like I have for 12 years, you'd be amazed at how many people can't press a button on a computer. They're still learning email. That's not respectful to older people. So these microbes, these microbes, they're so good at adapting to lethal threats that there's something called a plasmid. It's called a plasmid in a bacteria. That's an extra set of chromosomes. Bacteria evolve extra sets of genes so they can mutate rapidly enough to defend themselves against viruses. Viruses like the COVID virus, like the coronavirus, will inherit the earth, not bacteria. Viruses. And of course, viruses have a vulnerability, unlike bacteria, 
which could and have decimated the bacterial population, viruses are so capable in terms of muta, mutagenicity, their mutagenicity, their ability to mutate, to survive, to get the job done, regardless of what the world throws at the viral population. They're so darn good at it. But they're vulnerable because they're naked. Viruses are naked. Bacteria aren't. Viruses are very susceptible to vibrational attack. Vibrational attack. And they're very friendly with vibrational enhancement, like 5G. The sun, the earth, love, breath, prana, liquidate viruses. They exterminate them. Everything we know that feeds health is a frequency that destroys a virus. And everything we know that builds sickness builds viruses like 5G. And that's what you have to understand. It's the Garden of Eden in which we become immune. And the moral of the story today is make your life the Garden of Eden. But isn't that just what health is all about? I'm going to leave you with that one, and we will see you next week. Ta-ta. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.